right, so uh, this week we had a question uh, posted on Facebook uh, where we, it was a fill-in-the-blank, which might become one of those things that uh, we do often, uh, but this week's fill-in-the-blank was it all comes down to blank, and we were going to go over some of the answers that we received from some of the uh, people that follow us on Facebook. Um, and I'm going to start with the order that they're in. Shane, you answered uh, attitude. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it, I didn't even have to to uh, think about it, just to be honest with you. It just hit me immediately, and I Trosh had reached out to us right after saying, hey, I made a post, you know, so yeah. I was like, I wonder what he put. <laughs> so I went over there, and as soon as I got over there, I just I, I knocked my answer down. Right. And um, I'm going to kind of gloss through it. But I said attitude, and uh, attitude is very important for me, and it's also one of those things that I have to check myself because my attitude can get, you know me better than anybody, my attitude can get slapped sideways in a hurry. And um, I'd kind of been in a spot right. recently with that. But it was, a good, it was a good chance for me, a little clear out delete because attitude to me is, is it because I'm in control of how I feel. So if a situation lands in front of me, whatever that situation, so you know my spot right. and there's lots of situations that land in front of me, and uh, if I'm not careful, I end up reacting like a pinball machine or a plinket. Right, and, and right. Instead of being very Bouncing, purposeful yeah. and saying, okay. I, I even literally, while we were doing a podcast earlier, I had to make myself a note to say, do not react to how you're feeling. Stop. <laughs> right. Stop what you're doing right. literally right now because what's happening is – if, if I don't check my attitude, I will run with my emotions instead of being logical or right. thought, right. be thought-provoking about it or whatever the case may be. So that's why I say attitude, because I'm in control of how I respond to any situation. I'm not going to say I'm in control of the situation, no, but no. I am truly in control to how I respond Absolutely. to that situation. Right. So that's why I say attitude. All right. We've also uh, we've got Shane, Babel, uh, Bill. We're, we're, we're minus a hatch this week, but we've got Peyton Owens sitting in for hatch. So, uh, Peyton, what do you think about attitude? Shane's answer for attitude. The strands of steel, but he does have a good look. It's got well. <laughs> he mentioned earlier. He mentioned the beard, which might give the strands of steel a run for its money. But uh, what do you think about attitude for the answer? It all uh, comes down to. I I would have to agree with it. Um, I made a, a huge change back. Uh, in my early 20s of how my life was going and uh, one of the main motivators was in that was I saw a little sign that said um, you are a product of your choices not your circumstances and for years of my life I was blaming my circumstances mm. for why I was doing what I was doing and I saw that sign and it was like you know a big punch in the face from God saying wake up and I realized it was my choices I had made not my circumstances right and, uh, it, it all boiled down to my attitude of um, you know what was going on in my life and I changed my attitude from being a victim of my circumstances to my attitude being um, I can be a product of the decisions I made and I started making better decisions so okay that's how I feel about attitude Pabell uh, Jason Patterson responded with uh it all comes down to humility. You never, you're never bigger than your organization. You want to chime in on that one? I couldn't agree more. 
with that. A lot of times in the fire service, you know, we have that question where they say, what kind of leader are you? And you hear, you'll hear a lot, including myself in the past, say, well, I'm a servant leader. I'm here to serve. Um, it's actually transformational type leadership. You, you invest in people and you have to have humility. There's no question you have to have humility. There's always something to learn from every person around you, good, bad, or indifferent. There's always something to learn. And at the end of the day, we are servants. That's right. that's why we got into it. I think sometimes that's lost along the way. Um, so I couldn't agree with him more. I think humility is a very, very important characteristic. Okay. Uh, Angela Rice wrote in that heart was, uh, it all comes down to heart, which um, I'm wondering if that if that gets into attitude. Shane, do you, I mean, do you see that as being the same thing, or do you think she was... We're not trying to answer for anybody right, else. We're, yeah, we're, we're just kind of know. speculating here a little bit. No, I, I think you could definitely pull heart into that attitude, because I, I, I think, um, and again, I don't want to speak for any any person on that, you know, but when I, someone says heart to me, they, it's just that, do they have um, that drive or that willingness or that, um, for that profession or whatever it is. Right. And I think ultimately... Um, some of that has to be supported by attitude. Sure. So, what, what about you? When you when you see that, what what make what do you what does it make you think? Heart to me is 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 kind of where I was with, uh, and I I put a more business uh, non touchy feely spin on it. I said commitment, uh, but I think that's they're basically for me they're the same kind of thing. That you know, are you here, and what are you willing to do to, you know, number one, why are you here? You know, why did you come to the fire service? Um, and then what are you willing to do to uh, to meet that goal, whatever goal you set for yourself? Um, John Pine uh, gave us, uh, it all comes down to hard work. And Andy Rivero uh, also said how uh, it all comes down to how bad you want it. Anybody want to, are we, are we, Treading the same water or these different ideas? or I think we're kind of treading the same water. Two amazing individuals there that have a lot of experience, knowledge, and insight. And uh, I think they are both work with each other. It's A lot of times is people may want it real bad. They just don't want to put the work. Right. So I think they kind of go in hand. you got to want it real bad, but you also got to put the work in to get it. Right. And, and it's almost like... Just wanting it is not going to cover it. You got to put both in. Okay. So I like you mentioning both of those together because when I read them, I actually thought, right. yeah, "How bad do you want it? Are you willing to work for it or not? It's a decision right. you got to make. You could want it as bad as you want. You don't put in the work. It's not going to happen." Brian Lahaney uh, actually had my favorite answer. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think about it. Kudos. Uh, to he said it all comes down to snacks, and um, it's a. It made me laugh which is why it was my favorite. But uh, it, it also, I think, and I'm not trying to read too much into this, but um, I, I think that a sense of humor about stuff is ridiculously important. I agree. When you start taking yourself too seriously uh, or taking the situation too seriously or anything like that, you know. Um, so I appreciated his answer. And he had more more uh, likes on that comment than anybody until uh, Jason Patterson's answer of humility, which is just beating him by a nose. So if any of you out there want to get on Facebook and hit Lahaney's up, uh, 
answer up with a like and, and push him at least back up to a tie for first. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hatch, who isn't here, uh, responded with character. And um, it immediately made me think of the Pulp Fiction uh, uh, quote, uh, just because you have a character, or just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character, <laughs> but he's not here to explain it. Peyton, have you got, uh, you, you want to chime in on the character? Um, you know, I, I would have to agree. Um, to me, character is, shows more of uh, your morals, values, who you are. Without that, uh, kind of hard to do this job. To, right. to go in someone's a stranger's house, have that moral uh, compass. Have that moral compass. Good character. Uh, maybe not enjoying the reason why they called nine one one and being upset over it and fuss about it. That's right. all well, fine, and good. But uh, good character would be when you step out of the truck and shut the door. That bad attitude stays in the cab. Right. Uh, professionalism. Good character comes out you go in you treat these people the way you would want to be treated or your family member take care of them right uh, handle the call and then uh, get back in the truck and you can pick up the fuss and then when it's contained right uh, Stacy Gibbs uh, responded that it all comes down to leadership and real leaders eat last um, we, we, wanna... we personally feed our leader first because he gets angry <laughs> Uh, pa- Papa Bear doesn't want that. We just tell him to go ahead and go first. Make sure he gets his uh, blood sugar up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some of the other stuff falls apart if that doesn't happen. The the character and the attitude and all those things just go in the in the crapper. He he really does eat last. Um, right. I agree with him. He he will stand back and make sure all of us, um, you know, get our plate first. And, right. Um, he's always last to sit down at the table. Shane Bentley uh, says it all comes down to the oath you swore to and the privilege given to you. And I, I really like Shane's answer because, and I've said this for a while, uh, that it, at least in our department, I wish that I, when we give the oath to firefighters uh, at graduation and we make them all stand on the stage and raise their hand and they, they get sworn in, I wish that there was a part of that ceremony where we turn to all the firefighters that are in the room that are already in the department and say, stand up and reaffirm your oath. Say those words over again and realize what you promised to do and how privileged you are to get to do that every day because that's a that's a huge thing. Uh, Seth Bowen said it all comes down to following through with the goals you set for yourself, which is a... Um, a little bit of a different, I think that's kind of a different take than, than others have had. It's on a little it. different, but I'll tell you, I really like that one. And I would um, recommend to anyone, write them down. Write them down. Write down your goals? Yep. Don't just speak them into fruition. Write them down because it makes it more tangible, <clears throat> more real. I'm okay. big on, I set a goal, I'm going after it. But I write it down because it's going to keep coming back to haunt me. That writing doesn't go away. Right. You can forget about it. You can verbalize it and never follow through. But when it's in written form, uh, I agree with him. You know, following through with the goals you set for yourself. And I'd even take it a step further and say follow through with, with whatever you've established for, for other people. Right. Which kind of comes back to character a little bit. But if you've, if you've set a goal, go after it. 
but I liked it. So, Peyton, do you think Seth's answer of following through with goals you set for yourself kind of does that work into your answer, which was it all comes down to why you signed up to do the job? Um, yes, I'm not sir. trying to put words in your mouth. No, I mean, no. um, I think all, when we all come on this job, and even as you move up and you get promoted to different ranks, we all move up to that next position or get hired on to move up to that next position thinking we're going to change the world with it. Right. And then um, maybe obstacles start getting in your way and you get a little burnout and um, you start thinking maybe I, I can't make a change and you get down. So um, if your goal is to, to make a change when you get this job or promote, then definitely follow through with it 100%. Right. Um, obstacles getting in your way and discouraging you is no reason to not follow through if you decided to be a chief or uh, health and safety officer because you thought people here wasn't healthy enough, follow through, right. make them healthier. So that does bring up something else, and we've got another response to, to talk about, but um, can we all, we've got a few, actually. Sorry, I didn't scroll down far enough. Uh, but do you? would you be able, Peyton, to be able to, would you be able to verbalize why you why you wanted to be in the fire department in, in one sentence? I mean, do you have like a, a set, this is it? I wanted to give back. Okay. I felt like I took a lot from, you know, uh, not necessarily from people, but I, just, I, I never gave to help, and I, I wanted to give to help. Okay. Jane? I don't think I could do it in one sentence. Two sentences? Um, we'll play Name That Tune. I can say why I came to the fire service in three sentences. I, you know, the thing is, is I, it's going to sound so crazy. I, I don't know that I came with any very specific purpose, mm-hmm. but I will say that it has changed and grown and morphed through my years. You know, like uh, maybe in the beginning I, I came because I did really enjoy that part of being a part of something bigger. You know, it wasn't just this individual effort. You were a part of this group, a team, or whatever the case may be. That That's probably what got me here. Right. What kept me here or whatever it had to change as I uh, grew up or my perspective started to change, my life changed, I had kids or whatever the case may be. So each one of those probably morphed into something a little bit different, you know. Right. But I, your original question is what got you here, and I think it was probably just that part of being a something bigger. You know that right? That would be that would be for me, not an individual effort. Right. Pabell. Um, I'll say a word and then I'll. Okay. So purpose. <clears throat> yeah. If you listen to the other podcast with Peyton telling some of his history, I have a very similar history with the rough upbringing and all this kind of stuff. So when I started with my kids and my family, I always wanted to, I got to a point where I wanted to find a significant enough purpose in my life that they would go be proud of, of you as a dad, as a father, as a husband or whatever. And even for myself, so my own self goal to have just a purpose. And I think that's what the fire service, why I was called to it and drawn to it is because I, I, know what my purpose is right okay uh my own 
I don't know that it was why I came, but my, my whole goal with the fire service was that I wanted to be, and it's totally egotistical and self-serving, but I wanted to have the opportunity to be the person who, let me back up, most firefighters, particularly on scene, will do the same thing. We're all going to put the fire out, cut a vent hole, what it, you know, I mean, you can... And honestly, we staff our trucks that way. That when I'm off, somebody's sitting in my seat doing my job, whatever. But I wanted to be that one person on scene who saw something that no one else saw that was able to be the difference on why something went a certain way. And I, 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 that is such a ridiculously rare occurrence. You know what I mean? I think in your, in your career in 30 years, you'd be lucky to have that happen once i'm i'm talking a very very i'm i'm not talking about and i mean there i i can think of somebody in my past who who did it and i'm talking about the guy who when they were looking at the situation with 20 other people looking at the exact same situation saw something for what it really was and was able to say we need to be doing this right now. And everybody else went, what? I don't, I don't see, I don't know what you're seeing. And he ended up being right. And, and people are alive because of it. That's the kind of, you know, and I I don't think most of us probably don't end up getting the opportunity to even capitalize on that. He, he got the cat. He had, he had the opportunity and was able to see it and be that person. And I I can see that you want to do that as an officer, but I, that's not really what got you in the door, was it? No, I, I mean, don't think. But I the, think the very I mean, no. But I think very early on that was a that was very much a a driving. I don't know. I think I I ended up. Guy, well, guy. I and it's it's like I said. I'm not talking about it's something that you do every day or even every year. It might come along in your career once that you are the right person in the right spot that if somebody else was in your spot that day that they wouldn't have made that same decision based on you bring some experience right. to it you have something that happened to you that makes you being there so specific to the situation that you change things that dramatically you're on the Titanic and you're the one that sees the iceberg two miles before yeah. you hit it you know that kind of thing you ever read Rescue Men? No, but it's Andy on your Rivera book. Yeah, that, it's on your list. Rescue Men to me resonated like that because of all of this stuff happening just because of a particular circumstances that were actually negative circumstances as this individual being in a certain place. Right. So it brings me to that. I get it. I get it. Okay. I probably have a hard time understanding a little bit if it wasn't for that book. I get what you're saying, but that book kind of brought it to me because most would think, you know, to be there to save a life. Sometimes a lot of bad things would happen like say man I, I didn't get promoted for this and I didn't get on the job here right. and all this stuff happens and all of a sudden something hits and that is the purpose that is the right. day that's, and that that book is read that book I think it okay. makes sense yeah I just pulled it up so I'll tell yeah no it's on uh, on Pabell's uh, reading list on our website uh, and at some point maybe we'll talk about the incident that I'm talking about because it's a ridiculously cool story as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, um, and I, I don't know if we're talking about the same one because the individual we're talking about that Shane knows who I'm talking about did it twice in his career. 
and it blows me away that he did it twice because like I said one one chance in a career would be enough uh, but anyway uh, Justin Hodges on Facebook replied it all comes down to courage uh, you can take all the classes you want and train all you want but unless you have courage to perform when face to face with the devil you will fail the civilians every time uh oh Hayden? <laughs> what, what, what was that? <laughs> I, I agree with Justin, but um, and I don't want to speak for Justin or think his mentality is something different than what I'm about to say, but um, he, he's right, and I see a lot of firefighters have this mentality, um, this courage and this gung-ho and go and do uh, when it's time to slay the dragon fail the citizens you're right you do have to have um, you do have to he's got balls there um, yeah. you should like that I do <laughs> <laughs> I might not have said that on purpose right. but <laughs> sorry six times earlier um, I'm, I'm not I don't have bugles so I'm, um, well, I'm not afraid to cuss on here <laughs> so uh, you, you're right we do but um, I, I would tend to think Justin is probably the type of person who thinks um, you know going and getting a degree in this field or, or maybe you know well, we don't, we don't I'm know. not saying yeah, he, he is we don't okay, so, yeah, I, I don't want to uh, but put I, words I, in his mouth so you got to have courage but you have to have the educational side as well is where I'm going right? with this is um, I, I think it's a weighted scale and you have to have the educational side along with those those big brass ones um, at the same time. And so, I think as we move with the way construction is and chemicals and petroleum and the way fires burn now, that, that you need both of those. Okay. And I, I will say that I agree with Justin. Um, but I'm going to apply courage maybe in the opposite direction of where uh, most people would go with courage uh, on scene. So... Um, I go back to the Worcester uh, cold storage fire. That's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Exactly. Where um, I was right. Because the chief on scene, the incident commander, had the courage not to send yes. more firefighters into that building. And I think he paid a heavy price, not just with the firefighters on scene who were not happy about that change, with guys in the building that were still on the radios but were so trapped that they, they couldn't be reached. Uh, but I think he also paid a, a pretty heavy pi- price with uh, emotionally, you know, and the courage that he had to have to to uh, to make that decision and make that call. Um, Alex Murray says. Okay, before we move oh, on, yeah, I yeah. make a comment. Okay. Um, so Justin, I agree with him. I, I'm gonna. I think I, I. I hope I capture what he's saying. If I don't, Justin, I apologize. Uh, based on your picture, look like the big dude, and the last thing I need is an ass whipping right now. But you're fast, though. I am. Uh, yeah, I hope you can run fast. But so here's what I think he's trying to capture, and I agree with you, Bill. I, I was tracking down that same thing. Right. It's like you got to have the courage to know when not to. Right. But I think what he's trying to say on here, uh, and maybe he can elaborate on this later on, and we'll, and we'll make sure we capture his mind. Is this? And I agree with you also on the education and all that. 
You can go train, you can study it, you can practice it, but when it comes time to do it, you got to get your ass up and do it. That's what I think he's trying to capture. Okay. So that's the same. Hey, man, I just went into a RIT class and I learned all these tactics, or I went into a search class and I learned all this stuff, or I just learned this nozzle techniques and all this stuff, and then boom, you're in front of the fire. Now get your ass in there and do it. So I think what he's trying to capture is that's a whole different thing. Study it, practice it, train it. I don't. I don't think anybody would be in disagreement that we need to do that. But I think what he's trying to say is, now have the courage to do it. Right. Because let's be honest, you can go train and practice and read articles and go to FDIC and MAFSI and all this stuff. You got to put your boots on the ground and do it. And I think that's what he's trying to capture with this is. I don't, uh, and like I said, I hope so because I could run fast, but I sure as hell, and <laughs> I will, like and I will if I have to. You look like a big dude, but I think he's just trying to say you got to put it to work, right? So well, I think we're all. Justin's comment got three likes, you yeah. know, which is uh, right up there with snacks. Um, I got three. You got three? I yeah, thought but you... I had to manufacture mine. I was <laughs> yeah. gonna say, aren't Shannon they your son and your wife? And <laughs> I got my fan club in there. <laughs> I didn't know it was a competition, or I'd got more. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Alex Murray, uh, said it all comes down to the first five minutes, which I think we all recognize is a very tactical approach. No doubt. I got a quote for that that I think is going off. Right. I thought it was awesome. I really liked that first five minutes. And, and so there's a quote here. It says, you can, you should. And if you're brave enough to start, you will. It's a quote by Stephen King. And it's that first five minutes. It's the... I think, in essence, I'm looking at first five minutes, and it's it's the start. Right. That's so difficult. Like you got to get it in. Right. It's that decision, that fifty fifty squirrel on on the road. It's like go left or right, buddy. You got a fifty fifty shot. If you stay there undecided, you're going to get run over. Right. And I think, uh, and that also goes to you know something that's very typical in the fire service. That is the first five minutes. Right. That's the foundation. That's the start. That's somebody establishes. So I actually liked. I like this his his post because it, it's short, but it's right. It's significant, you know. And I I can't help myself. Stephen King has another quote about starting, basically, where somebody he was writing about. Uh, people always ask him, "How do you write?" And he always replies one word at a time, and people think that it's a bullshit answer, you know. Uh, but he he explains. He says, you know, it it really is just a, you have to start, uh, and he his quote he points to the the great wall of china and he says you know how do you build the great wall of china it's brick by brick but you know what you can see that motherfucker from space and it you know (laughs) that's i'm i'm quoting stephen king uh but you're absolutely right you just have to start yeah um chris wessels and matt ruark i'm hope i'm not uh i hope i'm not destroying your name both uh, responded with it all comes down to heart. So where does heart fall into the maybe previous attitude, uh, well, that character? Was, wasn't there Did we have another yeah, heart? That was yeah, Angela. Yeah, Angela Hart. Oh, you're okay. right. You're right. So we had three people. Hart. Angela Hart. Right. We are, we've already figured where that fell in there. And you know, it hasn't even been mentioned, but her comment went out to say with coffee coming in close second. i got to agree with that one. I couldn't remember if we... We did. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. You weren't paying attention. Apparently, I stepped out of the room. Blacked out or something? It's totally possible. Uh, Daniel Sullivan said PMA, and I don't know what PMA is. You know, I 
Did you did you look it up? No, I tried to call him. I was actually going to text him while we were here to say, Sully, what's PMA? But unfortunately, I have the wrong phone. That All right, so if anybody's out there that knows what PMA is, please message us or uh, respond to his comment with a little expl- ex- uh, explanation. Uh, Jason Painter said it all comes down to service, which I think we've talked a little bit about. Your commitment uh, to helping people, like Peyton said, was his reason for coming to the fire service in the, fis- in the first place. And Bobby Stilson said it all comes down to discipline. Now, I don't think he's talking about disciplining people for screwing up, no. right? No, I don't think so either. No. Uh, we're talking about the discipline to... The self-discipline is what I'm that's right. guessing. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, that's what I would say. Bobby would be another fun one to have um, on the show sometime. Yeah. Bobby and I have known each other for 27 years now. Wow. And, uh, yeah, 26, 27 years now. So, uh, local firefighter. Uh, works in a different division of the fire department, so it'd be another fun okay. change of perspective. So maybe we right. can reach out to him sometime. Okay. And he is—he's an open book. Yeah. He said he thinks it. <laughs> he says it. <laughs> I try to restrain back a little bit. <laughs> you trying to cut the throttle just a little? You know, with the years. discipline, I think uh, that gets a, a lost a little bit. And people don't realize the importance. And it goes back to some of the stuff that we discussed earlier. But you've got to create a discipline of completion, a discipline of follow-through, a a physical discipline, a mental discipline. So discipline is another one of those that I I don't think it's as simple as just going. I definitely don't think it's the negative discipline, like disciplining people. I think it's discipline in that form. And uh, I talk with my family my kids all the time about this going sometimes I do things out of pure disciplinary practice Mm. because it's not sometimes it's really not human nature so for instance I'll I'll pick a 90 day um, stint where I will stop doing something or start doing something Mm. to establish discipline whether it's over the mind it's over the body when he says discipline for me that's another one that resonated going it is important because it's very easy to create bad habits if right. you're not training and practicing on self-discipline. It's just like the cold storage fire that you guys brought up. Without the discipline to have the courage, I think the, yeah. two, go hand, the two go hand in hand. Yeah. And all of it, if you were to take all 22 or 23 comments, you could probably create this uh, montage yeah. or really what it does take. Yeah, You know what I mean? All 23 really could be spun into the sentence of what it takes. I mean, to have courage to make a decision is one thing, but to have the discipline to not succumb to the peer pressure to have that courage to make yeah. a decision, I think it's all one big Jenga puzzle. Is there anything that we think that uh, that was missed? No, I think we, I, except I think for it was a PMA, and I haven't been able to... Uh, oh, all right, I got it. Sully hasn't gotten back to me, but I'm sure you will, buddy, and I'm throwing this in your mouth. I'm pretty sure oh, that this gosh. is... Are you sure? <laughs> I, I, your words, uh, which is positive mental attitude. Oh, okay. All right. Duh, that we'll makes sense. That's that what go- he says. And that, I, that's a total that. assumption. And See, Sully, on the other hand, he can catch me. He will get me. But I, I think that's what it is, is positive <laughs> mental attitude. Okay. 
Which kind of goes with yours, doesn't it, Shane? How about attitude? I, I would think uh, it goes a different direction because mine's a little more broad, and I think his is a little more specific. Um, and I'm just trying to think of where this just came up. I can't remember. I this. have just confirmed, by the way, that it is positive. Okay, good. Um, I think that's actually more poignant than mine, and I and I think it's. I think it's a good thing. I, I can't think if it's from the book we're reading right now, the Leading with Honor, where okay. it talks about the impact of positive thinking. Yeah, his, so, that book's big on optimism. I mean, and listen, here's the kicker of this. This is where I get, I get nailed more than anything. I, I make an effort to try to be positive, right, or trying to find some positivity in the situation. Bill's probably thinking, no, you don't. No, but I let's think just you say are. I do. That is the first thing that gets thrown in my face. You've drank the Kool-Aid. All you're doing is trying to sell a bill of goods right now, and that's why you're being that way. It's just like, uh, no, but... Right. You have to remember, some people enjoy being negative. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that is a state. They, they enjoy it. Like, you enjoy being positive. They enjoy the Well, it's a... I think... Being optimism is a choice I, I, for most people. I mean, for people that are clinically right. We unable. Have an, we do have an employee here that is default optimistic. Sure, I absolutely. Mean, it's the most amazing yeah. thing. But the thing is, around. is that it is. It is number one. It is infectious. Yes. And number two, it is. And number two, it's just it's Colin Powell's thing. Optimism is a force multiplier. Yes, it is. You can get so much more done. Now, the the thing that I will say about optimism, and, and I think some people get this confused, and it's like what you were saying, Shane. They look at you like you like you've drunk the Kool Aid. That how can you possibly be optimistic about this right. when we are in the worst situation that we've been in in years? Those two things are completely separate. What you're talking about is realism. Realism is a being realistic is about now. What is the situation now? You're either going to be realistic or you're going to be idealistic, where you only see what you want to see. And realism and optimism are not competing ideas. I say this all the time, and my wife she she tells me I'm crazy. I, I am a. I think re- I've said you were crazy. Well, this. The, that's a different different kind of crazy. I am a realistic optimist, and she says you can't be those two things. Yes, you can. Realism is about what's happening now. Right now right. Optimism is about the future. I am admitting that this is the situation we right. are in right now, but I truly believe that it is going to get better. Now, if I'm not, then I'm being pessimistic. Right. But you can be that realistic optimist, and that's that moving forward. And I, I don't think it's drinking the Kool-Aid. I truly believe it's getting better. We're making it better. But I don't deny that we're in the situation that we're in, whatever that is at the time. There's no doubt that I'm probably getting the label of sipping on it because I was... <laughs> You're taking a, taking a sip? You're going to like it. You know, pre-2018, I was completely against, you know, everything. Uh, moving forward, I, I've tried... I, I, my wife would say the same thing. I'm a realistic optimist um, and I, I truly believe the changes that have been made are for the better and right. um, I think new positions to help create things are, are for the better and right 
Well, you know, Pavel, you said something in, in the previous podcast that we did with Peyton, and I didn't get to uh, kind of jump on it, but it really hit me. I mean, and, you know, it was this idea of, once again, drinking the Kool-Aid or, or changing how you are behaving within the department based on how far up the ranks, you know, you know or whatever. But you said, you mentioned children and parents, and it it's a perfect analogy for me because... And I'm not saying that the people in the field are children, so don't don't anybody take it that way. But as you do grow, you know, you're a child and you do things a certain way, or you're a teenager, or you're even a young adult, you know, in your 20s, and you're doing things a certain way. And then at some point, and for a lot of people, that point is becoming a parent where you no longer are really acting for yourself, you're acting for somebody else. You are. Uh, I can't remember what the quote is. Some somebody said it was like wearing, like carrying your heart around in a box on the outside. You know. Yeah. Um, but you are. It changes the way that you approach the world. You are now responsible for another right. human life, and it, it's not drinking the Kool Aid. It's it's growth. It is you know. Yeah, I, I, becoming I'm somebody else. I'm gonna throw a plug else. in here real quick for something that I've been listening to, and it goes. <laughs> You know, we're trying to do what's best for the fire service, having these discussions, learning ourselves, and half the time we never even answer anything. No, we don't answer anything. No answers. Hashtag no answers. Yeah, hashtag no answers should be our... our. (laughs) But, so I've been been listening to a podcast by Michael Gervais called Finding Mastery. And... He's a psychologist of high-functioning people. You know, I really think if we took the time in the fire service, we're talking about this Kool-Aid thing, let's get, let's get rid of that. I think what it is that we don't understand our psyche. We don't, we really, we try to, but we really don't understand our psyche. And uh, I would recommend for us to start listening, reading, researching about things of why are we wired the way we're wired? Because there's actually scientific proof of some of the some of the reasoning behind all this stuff. Now, we're the firefighters, we're out there doing work, just like our military men and women are out there doing their work and our athletes are doing the work. But then you have people like this that all they do, they're not out there doing the work. They're actually studying why do we do the work, what are the reactions that we have, and all this kind of stuff. So I bring it up to say that, you know, this drinking the Kool-Aid thing, to me, that's just our ignorance. It's all it is. And I say ignorance by definition, not stupidity. We just don't know any different. We don't know how this whole thing works. Our brain, we're just not, that's not our field of expertise. So we simplify it by going, you've drank the Kool-Aid. And if we were to take a little bit more time to even do those type of studies, those type of research, and expand our mind a little bit, you'd find out that you'd have the answer to it to go, okay, I understand why me, uh, Pabell, is seeing this this way. And I tell you, I've, I've done quite a bit of personal growth just by really getting into this and listening to other people and finding like-minded people that he's talking to and going, man, I see it the same way he does. And then all of a sudden your perception has changed but it's changed not because of an emotional response as much as now you're just educated to go, oh, right. this is my response because of blank. So uh, the, the whole drinking the Kool-Aid does bother me, of course, like it does most. At least anybody that has that red ring around their lip, of course, it, it bothers us because <laughs> we're the ones that drank it apparently. But 
I think we're just uh, ignorant to some of these things, and it's just not our wheelhouse. And if we listen to some of the experts that it is their wheelhouse, each one of us individually, we're, we're different. So you'll find maybe something in your non-professional past is the reason you're seeing it this way, or maybe it has something to do with your professional path that you have this, you see it this way. Because forever, here's what I heard, and I try never to say it because it really bothers me. You know, as you move up through the ranks, your vision's going to widen. You're just seeing a very narrow thing. That is just so ambiguous and vague that you're, the human brain's like, yeah, so you're trying to say I'm stupid right now and I'll be a lot smarter. Right. So I, I don't like to throw that out there, but there is a lot of things that we don't know. When you say you drank the Kool-Aid, that comes from so many different places that I just don't think that we could ever get into that and break it all the way down because that's just not our wheelhouse of expertise. But there are people out there that can do it and give you some self-reflection as to this is probably why you're seeing it that way. Peyton hit on it in the last podcast, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, expanding your your understanding of, of those individuals. That, and, so you said something, and I, I don't think we have to go that deep with it. I think it's much more simple than that. I try to kiss, keep it simple, stupid. That's mm-hmm. how I do my life. Um, so you you said that you said you were going to go jump on a truck. And it turned into somebody said, so you're going to do a ride-along. Yes. That was on the, okay. the previous so podcast. Right. And, you know, no, I'm going to go ride truck. No, you're going to do a ride-along. And then you said it hits you that they don't view me as a part of this anymore. I'm something else. I'm right? them. Right. So saying I drank the Kool-Aid to me means that um, it, it's a simple way of saying that uh, I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid. I'm not going to be them. I can't let go of this. I have to stay in this group and be popular with these people. And I don't want to be viewed as anything else. It's, it's Maybe you can get into the psyche of that, that they can't move past the point of, um, I have to be popular with these firefighters, and I can never see myself going outside of that and not being popular with them. I agree with that. So as an instructor or a teacher. So it numbed that correct. part of your brain where you don't care about being popular anymore with that group. Correct. Now, as an instructor or a teacher, and I don't want to get way off here, but this I think this is important. As an instructor and a teacher myself, one of the things that I've always prided myself with, <clears throat> excuse me, is, for instance, in some classes I say, I'm going to make an attempt at showing you this three times. After three times, if I can't get it, I'm bringing somebody else. Because sometimes it's just me, right? It could be my tone, it could be my demeanor, how I deliver. So sometimes it's just me. Uh, so I'm in agreement with you. You know, for, for me, I guess where I'm getting at is by any means necessary, I want that individual who has that roadblock for whatever reason that is, how. You know, I always I know the fire service is huge. I may have a thousand people uh, that are in my organization, but I honestly want to, like Hatch says, invest on that person. Mm-hmm. Go. What do they need? How do we take that ignorance by definition, not bad? How do we clarify that to go? Here's here's your roadblock because that roadblock's going to be different for them than for the next person for the next person. So it is. I agree with you. Keep it simple. And, and I agree they may want to stay in there. But then my brain goes, well, why do you want to stay there? Why do you not want to expand your horizons? It's something that you're, you know, whatever it may be. So I don't want to go down that road. But I just know that 
<clears throat> if you're an individual who is seeking out information, knowledge on self-reflection of maybe there's more to this than what I think, there's avenues out there. I've done that many a times where I've had, I have a tendency to write a good bit, so I'll write stuff that has happened, and then I'll go reflect on it, even some of the podcasts that we have, because we're always growing, and I'll listen to something, and, it's, and I had no idea the reason I was doing this, mm -hmm. i.e. education, the reason education was so important to me, if you want to get down to the bottom layer, so it had nothing to do with my professional life, it had everything to do with my mom passing away when I was very young, and she was very young, and we were very poor, and she said, I can't leave you with anything in this world except your education because I got no money. Who the heck would have known? That never even dawned on me. Listening, studying, researching, and all of that, I'm like, that's why it's so important. It's not important to me because it's going to get me somewhere, all those little things that I thought. So that's why I kind of got into uh, that whole mind state and everything is because sometimes there's an underlayer there that you may not even know and if you want to be better you got to seek out that betterment wherever it may be so i'll leave that alone but that's what i meant by it was you know we can seek out ways to find out where why we have roadblocks uh so we can just move past them or understand them better if that makes any sense all right well that was a good discussion that was, that was born discussion. out of our uh, responses to the uh, question that was on Facebook. And we had great responses. Yeah, we did. Uh, keep them coming. There will be more fill-in-the-blank. Uh, I think Pabell said they're going to be fill-in-the-blank Fridays. Is that right? I, I'm going to try to do a uh, fill-in-the-blank Friday every Friday. Just remember that we, we are... We're going to do fill-in-the-blank Friday on, like, Tuesday, though, just to... Just to throw everybody yeah. off. Yeah. Make everybody go, What? Yeah, but everybody knows they're operating on such a higher level than I am. I just don't understand it. Or would it be a Tuesdays are for college Yeah, they're <laughs> anything, anything outside of they a can't Taco Tuesday. Their, I'm not agreeing with. They Tuesdays can't manage their Facebook account. They can't do shit. They can't get it on iHeartRadio. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. They can't do anything about the sound quality. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you listening. Uh, once again, check us out on Facebook. Uh, we are on just about every platform that we can think of for podcasts other than iHeartRadio because they are ridiculously slow in uh, processing our requests. Check us out on the website. Uh, Shane actually just uh, updated some, uh, some of his reading list. He added uh, five books to his reading list. So uh, check those out, and uh, we'll talk to you later. See you. See you.